0: what is going on everybody it is episode five i believe if my counting is correct which it's not usually but we're working on it of talking a bunch of hoopla now for people who are new and do not know what talking a bunch of hoopla is simply it is sports podcast by a fan for the fans you know i'll try to talk about current events going on in sports uh, just my opinions on what's going on and maybe some things that are happening that have already happened or what rumors and so on so forth anything involving sports is something i plan on talking about so let's just get into it today now as i'm sure you all are aware the big thing of the week is anthony davis going to the los angeles lakers and the trade that happened for it was the pelicans obviously traded anthony davis to the lakers while the pelicans got josh hart lonzo ball brandon ingram and three first round picks including the fourth pick in this year's draft which apparently uh, I'm assuming they're gonna use to try to trade up to get the number two spot. From like things I've read online, that they want to try to get RJ Barrett, who played with Zion Williamson at Duke this past season, try to create that team up again for them. And I'm assuming if that doesn't happen, then they'll probably try to use the fourth pick to get Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards. I don't know why I said it like that. I apologize. I mean, no matter what happens, it's this NBA offseason is gonna be insane. Uh, especially what happens with. Uh, clay thompson and kevin durant with them being injured of course uh kevin durant as if you are not aware has an achilles tear while clay thompson tore his acl in game six of the nba finals he pulled a kobe though still took his free throws and went back and then is now i'm sure gonna have surgery and all that so best uh best best wishes to them um and also another big rumor is since the Toronto Raptors. Are now NBA champions. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is obviously the big talk of the town, and what's going to happen with him after you know after this? And from like rumors and things like that, it's either two teams are going to be the front runner or winner eventually for Kawhi Leonard's services. Uh, one is he resigns with the Toronto Raptors, of course, going to get a shit ton of money with that, and also he may sign with the Los Angeles Clippers, which will also end up with a shit ton of money with that as well. So either way. He's getting paid. He's an NBA champion. Life is looking great for Kawhi Leonard right now, to be completely honest. And while I was just kind of researching stuff to talk about during all this, uh, it was announced that Al Horford will not exercise his $30 million option and will now become an unrestricted free agent, which I think is interesting, mainly because... Is that kind of telling us that Kawhi isn't going to return? Not Kawhi. Fucking idiot. That Kyrie, sorry, isn't going to return to the Celtics after this season? I know it seems like he may be going to the Nets because I've seen some things where he's been in New York a lot lately and, and talks with them and things like that. And and from what I've heard that if the Nets, if they sign Kyrie Irving, that D'Angelo Russell will not re-sign with the team. And it looks like they're to free agency as well. So people are going to be moving. It feels very... Like a 2K free agency kind of thing where is going everywhere, everywhere's going everything, words don't make sense. It's just a lot happening. And I guess if people care, because I don't know how people feel about him, uh, Lamella Ball of the infamous Ball family, son of LeVar, um, one of the most just headline-esque person, people I've seen in the last few years. Uh, he announced that he's going to play in the National Basketball League in Australia for the Illawarra Hawks. And then and while he was on ESPN talking about him announcing his uh, his decision to go overseas again, that he's trying to be the first pick in the 2020 NBA draft. Now, if you know, that's a, a literally exactly what LeVar said in an interview, I think a day or two before. Um, L- LaMelo went on ESPN. And I get it, you know, there's... Like, like, like Melo said in the interview, everyone who's playing and who's going to be pretty much eligible within the first round of the NBA uh, the NBA draft next year, you're you going to want to be the f- number one overall pick because everyone thinks they're the best player. I don't know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he does well because I, I think... I, th- I honestly think he's a really good player. And I know the whole issue with him going overseas when he was like 16, 17, playing in Lithuania, which is I think the reason why... He, he isn't going into uh you know the college basketball realm also i didn't see him get many offers from college basketball teams most likely because they don't think he'd be eligible anyway which i would be surprised if he did um become eligible i mean i haven't heard anything so i guess it's not happening so it's going to be interesting especially now that you have rj hampton playing in new zealand you have lamella ball now playing in australia and i believe Kenny Martin Jr. is also going to be playing in New Zealand as well. So it seems like the trend now is, or starting to become a trend at least, is, you know, if you're coming out of high school, skip, you know, college basketball and just, play professionally overseas you make some money in that meantime and then hopefully you're able to get picked up in the nba draft that next coming season which i know the nba is trying to i guess i'm assuming trying to stop that now they want to take away money from those other professional leagues but they'd obviously want these players to stay home and you know try to play in the g league or some other form or fashion to stay here and play because it seems like college you know as we you know as the years go on that this may be a thing that's going to be hard eventually for people to play especially with injuries and you know players who come in all you know have these high rankings come into high school and then you know they get redshirted or they get injured or they transfer something happens and then that their stock goes down and they're no longer that highly talked about player they're kind of just average maybe lower talked about person that no one really is paying attention to attention to anymore excuse me i don't know it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few years uh depending on what happens with these guys overseas of course you know maybe this will become a thing where you see like four or five players in the top like 10 15 25 maybe going overseas to make money and then getting deals so you know getting a taste of what it's like to be professional right now and they can just kind of skip that whole college process and then go into the nba because honestly like i've said before in previous episodes the The point of going in college for a year, I I understand education is important, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, educate, don't don't go do that. Education's dumb. It's not. It's to an extent, it's important. But we all know why, like someone like a Zion or RJ is going to play for Duke. I mean, sure, the education is great, but they're going there to play for the best team under the best coaches with the best facilities to get the best chance to play in the NBA. That's all that really is. That's even in like any sport, you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, soccer, like you know swimming anything the best people want to go to the best place and sure you know they also need a certain gpa to match that but we've seen over the years over the last few decades even that colleges have no remorse to helping players in any facility or any fashion to get these players to get these decent grades whether it's paying teachers or having tutors cheat for them or take tests for them and things like that so it's anything is possible as well so (laughs) you know But, again, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm curious to see, like I said, if this does become a trend. I like to think it will be. Mainly just because the money thing is probably more important than anything else. You know, all the millions of dollars you can make playing professionally right out of high school instead of just sitting there for a year still kind of like, damn, I could be making mad money, but I'm in school still. All right, well, that's great. (laughs) Um... Another kind of thing that happened recently was Julius Randle also decided to not pick up his player option for the next season and will also become an unrestricted free agent. Now, that's curious. I, I find that interesting because he played for the Pelicans. So now, obviously, with Anthony Davis gone and them getting Ball, Ingram, and Hart, uh, I, I thought he would have been a good fit with the team, especially with Zion being added. But apparently, I mean, he did have a really good season this last year. So, you know, money over everything. So I guess he's just trying to get that paycheck. So be interesting to see where he goes. On to NFL news, I guess. Uh, Josh McCowan, former quarterback of the Jets, has officially retired. Um, he's been in the league 17 years, played for 10 different teams. So he's played for the Cardinals from 02 to 05, the Lions in 06, Raiders in 07, Dolphins in 08, but more as like a like a practice squad player, I believe. Played for the Panthers from 08 to 09. He played in the UFL for the Hartford Colonials in 2010, and then went to the 49ers in 2011, Bears in 2011 to 13, played for the Bucks in 2014, the Browns in 15 to 2016, and then finally the Jets in 2017, 2018. Now, as you can kind of see from what I just said, he's a pretty known journeyman, without you know within the NFL. And I mean, he's not been like the greatest quarterback, but he, like many of the quarterbacks in his league, that kind of fill that role of like backup or you know potential starter, depending on what happens with. The team, of course, he's been all right. He was never like electrifying, and but you know he's played longer than many other quarterbacks can really say. You know he's played longer than you know you see quarterbacks go in the first, second round that are supposed to be you know they're supposed to be like these next big stars, and he's outplayed a lot of people. So congratulations to him. I'm sure he's also made a ton of money, and he's he's been able to travel a lot, of course, so you know experience new teams and new environments. So I'm sure there's a lot of positive to. Being a journeyman, of course, obviously, not being an active starter on a team a lot, you know, does have its downfalls, but I know he's done well with Jets, Browns, and so on and so forth, so congratulations on your retirement, Josh McCowan. He's only, like, 36 or 35 or something. That He's still fairly young as a human being. Sports-wise, sure, he's old, but I hope the best for him in the rest of his life, whatever he decides to do. Um, and On to the World Cup of Soccer. Just real fast, because this is pretty much as far as I'm gonna know. The U.S. Women's National Team beat Chile three to nil. Uh, they play the U.S. team plays again on the 20th against Sweden. Um, and just kind of some things I was looking at statistically wise for the game. Apparently, Chile only took one shot attempts. That entire game, while the U.S. took 26, and then the U.S. had the ball 68% of the time, which is insane, but... I mean, from what I've been reading to a lot with the women's national team, that this team is just, like, is one of the better teams they've had in recent years, so... I mean, obviously, being you know, a U.S. citizen and being... I've lived here in the United States my whole life. Obviously, I have a bias as I want the U.S. to win, but mainly from what uh, the clips I've seen and highlights I've seen, mainly it's just pulling on good games, entertaining, you know, games for the fans, of course. So, and I've definitely, you know, heard way more positive things about the women's team than the men's team the last few years. So I guess that's an interesting turn of events. On to cricket real fast again i don't know much about it but it was trending so i figured briefly mention it india did beat pakistan in a cricket uh world cup match from what i was reading as well it was one of the more highly you know anticipated matches in recent years Uh um it's india 1 it was like 335 to 215 or something like that i don't know how it works i'd like to i'm gonna when i'm done with this i'm honestly gonna look look up how this works and watch highlights because just watching some highlights over the years it looks insane like in a good way of course it just looks super interesting to see how that whole game is and plus it's loved by like millions of people around the world so you know obviously with that i'd like to be you know i'd like to know why you know explore the curiosity of it so we'll see with that and on some quick hockey news real fast because we're kind of just flying by here uh eric carlson of the sharks in san jose resigned with an eight-year 92 million dollar deal which is my god i mean, hey. Dude's obviously balled out. Congratulations to him. $92 million over eight years. My God, that's ridiculous. Um, Carl Hagelin signed with the Capitals recently. And the... Uh, rangers traded for jacob truba i want to say tuba real bad but my brain it's this only thing it wants to say is tuba but it's truba i believe of the winnipeg jets uh he was traded to the rangers for neil Poink or pionk or however you say that in the 20th pick in this year's nhl draft um from what i was reading about that because again i don't i don't follow hockey i don't know too much but again, from the few articles I did read, that it seems like the Rangers, I guess, made out better than the Winnipeg Jets did. Uh, I feel like that Truba is gonna, just a good addition to the, what the Rangers do and everything, and people are just kind of just giving the Jets a hard time. But again, anytime time a team named the Jets, apparently everyone was giving them a hard time, of course. Nonetheless, on to baseball real fast, because the big news recently was Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, was traded to the Yankees, and pitching prospect one then was traded to seattle but also with within that news uh yankees outfielder clint frazier was demoted to triple a and according to sny.tv i might have the article here it just asked the gm brian cashman why he was demoted in the first place because apparently he was playing fairly well clint frazier i mean with the yankees recently so here it goes the yankees trade for edwin encarnacion was certainly a surprise but what may have been a bigger surprise was the demotion of Clint Frazier to AAA. Frazier vocalized his disappointment on Sunday saying it was a, that it was a tough pill to swallow, and it raised many eyebrows as a possible precursor of a trade involving a 24-year-old outfielder. Yankees GM Brian Cashman explained the rationale of demoting Frazier instead of Mike Tauschman or waving Cameron Mabin in a conversation with Joel Sherman of The Post. And Brian Cashman says, There are a lot of inquiries if this was a chess move to set up an e- easier lane to trade Frazier, Cashman said. It was a simple Simple roster improvement to add Encarnacion. Frazier was gonna was gonna go to AAA when our guys got healthy, and there was no spot for him. He was impact. He has impacted us in a positive way. We we're happy for his progression. Is it true that finding playing time for Frazier was already going to be difficult with Stanton scheduled to return to the lineup on Tuesday and Aaron Judge expected to come back by the weekend? Frazier was able to play every day by being in AAA instead of being relegated to a bench role, yet the whispers likely will not go away about Frazier being a potential trade chip. although Cashman insisted the Yankees prefer not to part ways with him. Of course, I've had people inquire many times about Frazier, Cashman said. We haven't traded him. We like him. He's like any other player in any sport who gets tired of hearing that he's a possible trade chip. It irritates him. But it comes with the territory of you already talented and are currently blocked in the majors. That is what creates the speculation. Now, hopefully it works out for Frazier because that's obviously not the most, you know, fun thing to be a part of. You're kind of just like you, you, know, you're hearing from like I'm sure friends, family, and you know people that are just reaching out and online, you know, asking for being traded or whether or not what's going on. And you're just like I don't know, all right. I know as much as you guys know, <laughs> so I don't know. Again, the GM said they're not trading him, so we'll see what happens. But you know, just because they say one thing doesn't mean they won't do another, which happens in sports literally all the time. It's sports being a I would as a thing I would hate to be about a player. You know, it's like you do well for a team you think things are going great and then you know they obviously have to make a move that's best for them and they decide you know what we're either going to demote you or trade you or release you and you're like all right well i'll just go cry now i guess And i know people are like oh well, why i should be upset it's you know it's a sport blah 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 but it's still your job that you really don't have much control of you know you don't get to control really who you play for in most sports until you hit free agency or you know you get released or something or if you even go undrafted you know, you at least have a choice that time. But for the most part, you're pretty much stuck with whoever wants you or drafts you or whatever. And then, you know, if God forbid you get traded. You're like, oh, I I guess I'm going to a New City. I mean, it definitely helps that if you're traded that most likely the team wanted you in the trade, you know. So that makes it, I would assume, easing the blow a bit where you're like, all right, you know, I'm going to, you know, Kansas City. But they wanted me here. So, you know, I'm going to just try my best to uh, perform. But I would imagine any sport, it's probably just difficult because you build such a good rapport and like you know you're so used to everything, it's a part of your routine. And then one day it's like, hey, um, can you talk to me real quick? Yeah, you're going to you're going to Milwaukee. You know, appreciate it, but it's just the nature of the business. It's like, well, cool. I'm just go fuck myself. Um, and within I know it's been the first three weeks or four weeks in the WNBA and my home team, the Connecticut Suns. Right now we're eight and one, which is very exciting. As you can tell, I'm a huge WNBA fan. As I say, that condescending. Um, but my opinion on the whole WNBA, I've been trying to watch more and more recently. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch a full game because usually when they're playing, I'm at work. Nonetheless, I try to watch highlights and stuff like that. And I know recently it's a lot of big talk about how NBA players are going out and watching more WNBA games, which I don't know why I. F- it honestly, took this long for them to do that. I feel like they should have been doing that years ago. Which, because obviously, with the help of the NBA, the WNBA will just get bigger and bigger. Especially now, you see like people like you know LeBron chris paul and so on going to these games and watching these women play i feel like with time i'm sure it's just going to get more popular and popular you know so because as i'm sure we all are aware women's sports are not generally popular within the mainstream of media i know you have like right now like the women's national soccer team is doing well because they're in the world cup again the nba the WNBA, excuse me is kind of making its way up but with really anything else that's kind of the main things that like get talked about especially if there's like the one or two stars that like everybody knows and that definitely helps but I just think that you know plus also with like TV deals and things like that and you know they th- you know it seems like oh well women aren't that marketable and things like that like in sports and it's like you don't know unless you try I mean look at danica Patrick she wasn't like super successful in NASCAR but she still brought a lot of eyes that weren't originally there because of her name and what she was able to bring to the sport I mean again it's NASCAR and I have my own feelings on that being a. A fan, of course, but I know mean, that sounds like I'm going I'm against her being there. I wasn't, but to explain that, because now I'm just getting over, I'm just overthinking it. I, when I originally heard about that, I was excited. I'm like, cool, you know, we have a we have a woman in the sport. Now that we can kind of get this change of like just just regular old southern white dudes that race all the time, and I'm sure she got a lot of flack though for being you know in NASCAR and bringing being in the top level of NASCAR. Uh, she definitely earned to get to that point, in my opinion, but. Hopefully, you know, NASCAR at least opens up a more diverse lane for people, even people of like, you know, who are black, Spanish, Asian, whoever, and also people of different genders. Because so I feel like that's the one sport that, that lacks that. And I know they have like their initiatives where they're working on that and there are slowly getting more and more people. I feel like with that, you know, including more people of, you know, the minority quote unquote, that'll definitely build the sport up, just because that's feel like why people don't really care, because it's the same, you see the same looking white dudes every week, getting in the same kind of cars, and just driving in a circle, essentially, which is usually the jokes I hear, being a NASCAR fan myself, but again, I give it within a few years, and you'll see more and more drivers, you know, be they'll have more a diverse range of drivers within each series of NASCAR, so with that, you know, again, I hope, but anything is possible. But now, on to my later final points, I guess, is this whole bare-knuckle fighting championship thing with, uh, you have Artem Lobov, and then you have, I can never pronounce this dude's last name, Paul Magliangi, or Nagy, Magli, I don't, you, essentially, if, if you don't know who I'm talking about, a few years ago when, Conor McGregor was on his way to fight, not literally on his way, but when he was training for his fight with Floyd Mayweather, he had sparred with a former boxer, who is the guy I'm referring to, I'm going to call him Paul M. And they had some kind of issues when they were sparring, like they got into it, I guess. And then they kind of created this whole beef around that. So, and I guess in this weird, like, revenge thing to get his kind of, you know, comeuppance, he's fighting one of Conor McGregor's close friends and training partner, Arnold Lobov. And... This is what he had to say, Paul... Uh, about this whole fight happening. He goes, I think, of, I think of it like, thank God that this fan base in MMA is so fucking stupid that they actually have made this possible. Uh, a fight as easy as possible in a main event situation. That's how I look at it. I look at it in a thankful way. Uh, from that perspective, I say, yeah, I can't believe I'm here. I've been in the ring with top fighters, main events, inside stadiums, and the biggest arenas in the world. I've been announced as a world champion. Believe me, it all goes through my mind, and now I'm fighting this guy who I don't think has ever fought a guy who's been a world champion, let alone fight for a title. Um, and then some observers have a point the fact that Malignaggi's confidence comes from the traditional world of boxing and question the fluency of how he will translate to the world of bare knuckle boxing. Where clinching is allowed in fights, often descend into what some describe as fighting in a phone booth. Even if you're unsure what bare knuckle box well, bare knuckle fighting is, uh, in the event being, that's being holding it in the bare knuckle fighting championships, uh, says in BF in BKFC, excuse me, excuse me, only those fighters who are established professionals in boxing, MMA, kickboxing, or Muay Thai will be allowed to compete. The referees and judges will also be required to have extensive professional combat sports, fuck, to have. Expense. The referees and judges will also be required to have extensive professional combat sports experience. All fights will be held under the OSSIPES, OSSPES, or OSSIPES, some word I can't pronounce, I apologize, in control of the Athletic Commission, which is a full member in good standing of the ABC or the Association in Boxing Commissions and Combative Sports. Unlike other fighting organizations in combat sports internationally, which claim to be quote unquote bare knuckle, but require raps tape, and gauze, BKFC is true to its word as fighters are not allowed to wrap their hands to within one inch of the knuckle. This makes the BKFC unquestionably the truest form of bare knuckle fighting. BKFC is dedicated to not just creating the safest, most exciting, and highest level bare knuckle fighting organization in the world, it's also leading the way for a new fully recognized professional combat sport. BKFC is truly the sport of the future which fully respects its remarkable past. Um... Sure, that was on the, the TV about page. Uh, it's also in a they call it a squared circle. So essentially, the platform it's on is square while the ring is circular. The big fight for this is uh, June 22nd, I believe, which is this Saturday. Well, depending, yeah. So even when you hear this Wednesday, Saturday, um, as, actually, let's let's figure out how much it is, because I'm curious about buying it. I've never seen Bare Fighting before, except like in weird highlights on YouTube, or whatever. So to buy the pay-per-view for this, if anybody is even slightly interested, they have many ways you can buy it. You can buy it through like your TV provider, or if you have stuff like, uh, you can buy it through like Fios, DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Bell, PlayStation, Smart TV, Fire TV, iPhone, Android, Roku TV, Apple TV. So that's cool that they have different ways to do that. And it's like I said, it's 40 bucks. So, which isn't too bad. I don't know if I feel like paying 40 bucks to buy this as, I mean, I am an MMA fan myself and I would like to watch this, but I'm sure which you shouldn't do. And I'm not quote unquote, wink, wink promoting this. You can just find, I'm sure like a stream online that, for free that will just save you the 40 bucks to buy all that and not have to worry about the commercials and spending money on a fight so uh i think that's it for today uh, I pretty much got through all my notes as i intended let's see let me double check first and mm, that's yeah that's pretty much it um yeah if you made it this far i i appreciate it you know sticking around and listening to me ramble about sports for you know half hour or so You know, also, if you do like the podcast and you want to share with your friends, uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, I'm posting on SoundCloud now if you're interested. Um, Also, it's on Anchor where I host the podcast. Anchor.fm slash T-A-B-O-H. Curious. Um, Yeah, again, I appreciate it. Oh, before I go, uh, I posted a new YouTube video on my channel called some internet show you can just go there by going to someinternetshow.com essentially what it is is listening to older episodes of a podcast another podcast i listen to called the basement yard the two hosts joe senegato and danny Lopriori, were talking about you know what would happen if you had caught a record-breaking home run for example like a uh when barry bronze broke the home run record from hank aaron or when a hit 700 home runs or mark mcguire's single season home run record and things like that you know would you like sell it back to the player would you just keep it for yourself sell it at auction or you know try to get the player to give you stuff and like then sell the ball and get money from him just curious things like that that i was curious i don't know i always wanted to do i guess like an old school like video response i guess in a way two videos like that and i mean if you're unsure what I mean, back in the day of old YouTube, uh, there was an option under videos where you can kind of do like a response to whatever the topic was of the video. So, you know, I remember for like a lot of the news channels I used to watch back in high school, uh, there'd be a lot of people like responding to whatever that person was talking about that day and then just giving their opinion. A lot of it wasn't to be like popular or anything like that because back then, I mean, honestly, there's people like that as there are now, of course, including myself, a duh. That's why I fucking do this. Not to be popular, but to talk to people and have a community. Back to the point that it was just a fun way for people just kind of just the fans to talk to other fans in that community and to the creators that they're fans of. I know that's probably not going to come back anytime soon. Soon? Um, sure, that's a word. Come back anytime soon in time. I can't talk today. Holy shit. Come back anytime soon on the YouTube platform, but nonetheless, doesn't hurt to try. So... Yeah, again, check it out on SomeInternetShow.com. That'll be probably the first video that's up on the channel. Uh, Again, if you have anything, questions or things you want me to talk about or, you know, comments, concerns, feedback, negative things to say, positive things to say, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at SomeInternetShow, uh, except when you're looking for me, uh, my at is on Twitter, SomeInternetShow, but the O is not there, so it's just SHW. But I'm sure if you search it, I'll probably come up, you know, just so you know ahead of time. You know, it's me. So many people are trying to, you know, be me. <laughs> just kidding. No one literally is doing that. Thank you for coming back for week 5 Um, having a lot of fun doing this so far. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, you know, just stay consistent. Try to just be better. So, and yeah, I will see you all next Wednesday between a live... Well, I don't know why I said I was questioning that at all, but I'll see you all next Wednesday. Uh, same time, same place best podcast in your house maybe not maybe at least second best podcast in town i can kind of call that i think yeah all right i've been rambling too much i apologize see you all next week thank you for listening to the podcast talking a bunch of hoopla and i'm out